0: Welcome to Carrots and Suffering at D&D Odyssey, no official affiliation with the company that owns and produces Dungeons and Dragons, we just love their work. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Let's go! Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Our heroes finished a big fight against cursed cannibal pirates, removing the curse on the boat, but not the pirates, and leaving them to reappear each new nightfall in the middle of the ocean in a swarm of sharks until they die of old age. Gotta watch out for Divine Wrath, people. Oh my god, that's a five. Okay, you slam into the side of the boat, grab at the rope, fall back into the water. Ooh, fuck.
1: Buleen, you start your turn in a swarm of sharks. Take 12 damage. The green man, I know that this ship has wronged you, but I ask humbly that you reverse this curse and restore the balance to this area.
0: There's some smoldering wreckage. Of the boat that finishes sinking into the sea.
2: But it didn't disappear.
0: But there's no sign of any of the corpses, and your plank is still in your hand. At least there's that. Our heroes are tipped off by a coin lord that assassins are on their tail. A problem because a member of their party is missing.
1: What exactly did the note say again, Nate? I don't remember. That's fair. <laughs> it says we should look out for assassins. That's that's what it's...
3: it says. says, watch your back. That's, <laughs> I, I totally understand free.
1: how that goes. <laughs>
3: Well, shit. Creighton checks inside to see if Dread happens to be there and sleeping.
0: No sign of him.
3: Max, do you know where Dread went? What he's doing?
0: Our heroes attempt to turn the tails on Miri, the assassin who is after them, but they aren't having much luck.
2: Slime Leg, I wonder uh, we have been trying to find a certain halfling from Highlock.
3: Well, what this is telling me is that Dread is on Miri's tail, and I am beginning to be worried about that. Hmm. For his sake or hers? I know, I know what I want
2: to do, and I, well, she doesn't want to actually do this, but she wants to go to the cinnamon bar.
0: All right, let's get into it. Hi, I'm Nate, and I will be your dungeon master.
2: I'm Mandy, and I play Boulain, the Grave Domain Death Cleric, worried about assassins. I
3: am Claire, and I play Credit the warlock of love
1: hello i'm robert and i play xeris the barbarian who's unworried about assassins
0: (laughs) you walk into the sleeping cinnamon pub which has a kenku bartender Mm -hmm. there are groups of dock workers that usually work the night shift that are currently off shift and are corralling in here there seem to be a lot of people playing cards You can immediately spot someone you know in the back corner, Mm -hmm. a half-elf playing cards.
2: She sighs, and she goes to the back corner and sits down.
0: Am I dealing you in?
2: Uh, How about a one-on-one game, Taman?
0: He stands up and says, yeah, okay, come on. I'll be back. Don't let anybody sit in my seat. So you move over to a table, and he gestures for you to sit first, pulls this little stool out for you. She sits. She purchased
2: Sadie right on the table.
0: He seems to ignore the bird mm. and sits down and says, So, I, I've been thinking. You know how I pretty much lied to you through our whole relationship and I feel like a bag about that? Do you? I do, actually. I really felt like it was my fault. But then I found out you lied to me through our whole relationship, too. And now I think... Maybe we're meant for each other. You know what I mean?
2: Taman, what precisely did I lie to you about?
0: Well, apparently your tattoo means something. There's a bunch of people trying to find you.
2: I told you exactly what that tattoo means. And you brought somebody right to me.
0: Yeah, okay. He lied to me. That was on, that was on him. He was the liar.
2: Taman, you knew... I didn't show that tattoo to anybody.
0: He didn't tell me about the tattoo. He was looking for someone with mismatched eyes, and he said he had your inheritance money.
2: Taman, you are a grifter. It never occurred to you that somebody might be lying to you?
0: Okay, look. There was money on the table. He had money. He wanted to give you money. How was I supposed to know anything was bad about it? And
2: that did not sound
0: suspicious as fuck to you? You didn't tell me exactly what that tattoo meant, okay? You read Elvish, yeah, yeah. well, I don't know what it means. I mean, I know what it means, but I, like literally, I could translate it, but I didn't know what it meant. Taman,
2: I'm not here about that,
0: okay. okay, fine. we can move we can move past it,
2: and there is no us.
0: I'm just saying like, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, there is no us, okay. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I just want to say, in the grand scheme of things, I don't feel as bad now.
2: I am so happy you were finding your self-fulfillment in your den of misery and loneliness. Listen, we, my friends and I, you have probably caught wind, because you always do, of underground things, that there is a contract
0: out on us. Okay,
2: Okay. As in, yes, you have heard this?
0: I believe it, but I have not heard it specifically yet.
2: So you have no idea how much it is for or how many people would be interested?
0: I didn't say that. Here's the deal. Your church officials, there's a set rate for that kind of work, and there's only certain people who are willing to do it.
2: Okay. What is the rate?
0: 500 gold usually per person that are targets of the contract, so someone's talking about spending, you know, You picked up some more associates recently, so maybe it's as high as, you know, 25. Shit. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. The coin lords like to play nice with church officials. You, uh, you, I don't know how you did it, but apparently you stumbled into something pretty intense because I don't know... What would get someone to spend that kind of coin that you could have done?
2: You really think that well of me.
0: All the time I knew you. You are a dedicated businesswoman to the business of death. And I don't, I don't mean that in a judgy way. Like, <laughs> you care about your work. I don't know how you pissed off a coin lord so bad. I don't know how you pissed off other people you pissed off so bad. What other people? What other people? Oh my god. (laughs) Have you not figured out what that tattoo means yet?
2: Taman, I have not, since they gave it to me when I was a child, not known what that tattoo meant.
0: No, 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 no. See, you told me that
1: that was a slaver's mark, and you were wrong, or you lied.
2: Go ahead, because I have to think
3: for a second.
1: (laughs) Great. I'm going to pull Creedon and sit down at a table nearby, out of earshot, Mm -hmm. but within 30 feet.
3: Oh, man, because this whole time Creden has been trying to get in earshot, sipping a beer and just making okay, like, yeesh, eyebrows at we can, you. We can
1: sit within earshot if they'll let us. That's fine. No problem. As, as you've noticed, I'm learning a little magic. Really, all I wanted is for you to sit here for a second and listen to me. And I want to cast Mage Hand and steal Taman's belt pouch.
0: Roll me a sleight of hand. You have advantage. He's very distracted.
1: Yeah, he's distracted right now. <laughs> We've gotten fourteen. It's not bad. Not great. No, it's, it's not, not bad, bad, bad at all. Traferin's... Taiman. Taiman. Yeah, sorry, not tra- t- Definitely not Traffin. Not sleight <laughs> of handing Traffron <laughs> in the middle of a I... bar. He yeah, would that won't smoke go well. me.
3: I assume that Creedon can see this because oh most yeah, for sure. Like
1: yeah, oh, no, absolutely. I give
3: you the biggest ooh, you're bad smile. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good. I thought you'd approve. I thought we could be cool with this. As you're pulling it, there's a little tug on
0: his belt, and he's reflexively reaches around and snaps his hand to his belt. You think he can apply more pressure than your mage hand can? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't think he's made you cool.
1: I'll just, I'll just chill. I'll just wait. I mean, it's a visible effect, but it's, it's under your table. I don't know.
0: DC's 14. That is a 17. <laughs> this light wraps around Taman's purse. And he slaps his hand okay. down on it, and that's what you see. Okay.
1: Yeah. God's, does does
2: Zerus's
3: mage hand look different than Cretan's? I mean, Cretan's over there pointing at Zerus, just shaking your head <laughs> like, what's <laughs> me?
1: <laughs> All right. If we're flavoring spells a little bit, I'm, I'm sure they do. The mage hand probably appears as smoke rather than light.
3: My magic tends to be very pink and bubbly.
1: This is this is not pink, and this is this is smoke and fire. All right. As soon as, as soon as he puts his hand there, I'm going to drop the, the spell. I just be like, oh. The smoke just sort of dissipates.
2: Boulay notices it, but she's absolutely not going to stop you from stealing from this dude, so. <laughs> she says, all right, Taman, I am dying to know. What do you think it
0: means? You were supposed to be one of the Empire's assassins. Hmm. And I think the Empire's assassins still have some designs for you.
2: Well, clearly, because one of them led you here on a ruse of inheritance money that you bought and you brought them nearly to my doorstep.
0: It was a lot of money? I thought you would have been happy.
2: Can you just say, Boulain, I am sorry that I was a sucker? Can you just say that?
0: Boulain, I felt like I was looking out for you. I I can't be sorry for looking out for you.
2: Taman, thank you for getting into a fight with him that got you arrested and gave me a chance to get out of town.
0: Hey, when he came clean, I beat the shit out of that guy. I lost, but <laughs> they arrested us, so that's it was worth it.
2: Still cannot apologize. All right. I think you have told me what I need to know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, couple ways you can deal with this situation you're in, and I imagine there's no chance of us getting back together if you're dead, so I'm going to throw this out there. No charge or anything. I recommend that you figure out which coin lord's mad at you. We know. You set up a meeting with them. Oh, man. You go to said meeting, hat in hand, apologize, and say you'll never get into their business again.
2: I'm sorry. We just established that you are incapable of apologizing, and now you are suggesting I go and do that.
0: Hey, I felt bad when it turned out that I was the one who wrecked our relationship. And I'm starting to feel bad again now because I feel like you didn't lie to me, and I thought you did. So now I'm back to feeling bad. Does that count?
2: I will continue to hope and pray to death for your growth, Taman.
0: Okay. Okay. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go back to my card game and um, good luck not dying.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you, Taman. And she will go join Creedon and Zerus.
3: Dang, Nate. How can you play someone so unlikable? <laughs> it hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> both unlikable and likable at the same time (laughs) (laughs)
0: all
2: right do we want to roll to see how much of that they overheard
0: instead of having you roll to conceal that information if claire robert you'd like to roll for your character give me a
1: perception roll
3: i will absolutely attempt it
1: i was busy doing something else Mm -hmm. i'm good
3: creighton loves relationship drama it just is part of the package
0: Twelve. you caught maybe every third word There was a hushed part in the middle where you really didn't catch anything. You gather that they were arguing that Boulain was demanding some kind of an apology and was not getting it and that her ex-boyfriend was calling her a liar.
3: Yeah, that's good enough for me.
2: All right. Blaine rejoins Creden and Zerus and sits down and sighs. She says, "Evidently, there is upwards of fifteen hundred to twenty-five hundred dollars on our heads if they have included Max and Dread in the contract."
3: After getting out more, I feel like that should be really impressive, but also being raised in a church full of opulence, that also feels like wildly little. Fairly high price.
1: It is a pittance to the resources of Beach Crown.
2: As such, as we are church officials and assassinating a church official is no mean thing to do, there are probably fairly select people who would have pursued this contract, so perhaps we do not need to worry about so many assassins. It would be a windfall for Miri, for sure, if she is hard up.
1: Well, we can't offer her that, but we can offer maybe a portion of a... Black Dragon Horde. To Mary. Well, that's the job we got coming up.
3: This is true, and I suppose she was interested in joining the sharp edge of the pub. Well, she did an interview for that. I, I assume that Max and Chom are with us. I, I look at Max and I say, did she say where you could find her as part of this interview? Did she say where she was staying?
0: No, actually, I just met Chom right away, and we didn't even do the interviews.
2: Ah, poor Mary. You should interview her. Pretend you haven't hired Chom and interview her. Get her to meet you. Well we don't know how to find her. <laughs> but you have a lead, right?
0: Well, she was recommended, so I was just gonna gask around on the bars for her, but I guess we we found out she was at the what Green Worker Inn? Yeah. hmm I gotta go there.
3: All right. Although she may not know that we know <laughs> she's on <to> us. <laughs> <laughs> so if Max asks around, maybe we could pull her into our own trap by having her think that she has a convenient way into us trying perfect. to get this job extremely convoluted plan which is the perfect type
2: you should know you might be part of this contract as well so just be on your toes
0: yeah no i i assumed i mean Creden thought that chom was sent to just lead us out of town so that the group was in half Boulane
2: mm-hmm. looks at chom
0: and says well
3: <laughs> creedin also again suspiciously looks at
0: chom John says, I mean, like, I just told him I was taking a sabbatical to go adventure in the swamp. They said, cool. I can't rule out that that wasn't somebody's manipulation, but it seems straight up.
3: Do we want to try to sneakily get Mary to come to us, thinking she can get Max alone? So if Max draws Mary to the inn and we are waiting
2: outside for her to go in, we could follow her in and then we have her surrounded.
1: Okay. okay. I mean, or we could just talk to her.
3: This is so strange, Zerus, that you want to talk to people now. I, You're so different.
1: <laughs> You're all rubbing off on me, and this is the town of money, not brawn. so...
2: At times it is both, but I do laud your efforts to not... Seek violence first and ask questions later, because that usually does not go well here. I, too, enjoy this chain. If we have nothing else to get up to today, then we could just wait for Max and Mary to meet and talk to her.
1: I'm fine after yesterday with a, a more restful day.
3: So I guess, can we hire some people to put out some feelers or something that, that the sharp edge of the pub
0: wants to meet with her? Max says, yeah, I'll put the word out. I'll go. Uh, actually, I probably shouldn't just go right now, but like, yeah. I'll hang out in the inn and put the word out great thank you
2: well we could go to the nautical museum <laughs> <laughs> while well, we wait or you wanted to go research the dragon
1: again we should not split up so if the nautical museum is what we're doing let's uh
2: well no i was saying we could all go research the dragon
1: sure we could see if there's any kind of local information
2: okay let's do that
1: where do we want to go for research is the next question right
2: the turtle bay library <laughs> <laughs> Does Turtle Bay have a library?
0: Yes, a huge one. Oh,
2: good. We're going to go to the library.
0: Every section is donated by one of the coin lords and maintained by their coin. It's sort of a public outreach thing.
2: They all try to outdo each other, right?
0: They do, yes.
1: I suppose that means we should go to Taffrin's section to get this information.
0: <laughs> you arrive at the section of Taffrin Beach Crown, it is filled with fairy lore, and books from the other side of the world. And when I say other side of the world, I mean the fae side of the world. It's fascinating. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of different languages and writing styles. Some of them make sense. Most of them are based in Sylvan.
3: Cretan wants to try to find a book without the rest of the party knowing about it. <laughs> she wants to find a book about Pax with fae.
0: There are many.
3: And possibly about how to get out of... (laughs) 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 She doesn't know what she wants to do yet, but she likes options.
0: (laughs) The fae have a god that the church is allowed to acknowledge, and so there there are texts on it through here. You're not allowed to worship them, but they exist, and so there are factual books about them. The god Eternal Knowledge, which is essentially the god of fairy packs and bargains. And supposedly governs this laws of the universe that seem to come to bear on dealing with fairy packs. So a fairy pact is mystically binding. If you make one and you break it, it has consequences. And it isn't the fairy that's like opposing those. It's random and created by the world. So this is sort of this divine force that exists in the world, and as such, it is clearly acknowledged by the church, and you can find all kinds of books on it, including books on how to write good fairy packs. Apparently, it's the study of, quote, oath-smithing.
3: All right. Creighton takes this book, and while she's reading it, she finds a steamy dragonborn romance and puts the book that she's actually (laughs) reading inside (laughs) the other book (laughs) (laughs) to throw off this... (laughs)
0: Excellent. Perfect. And you can quickly find a, <laughs> a good erotica to hide your tree. It's drink.
3: about Dragonborn. I can justify that. I am doing research on our enemies.
1: <laughs> sort of. My focus is on either area dragons or area history.
0: It's odd, because what you know of the world is dragons are natural creatures created by the green man as pinnacle predators in ancient times. Mm. And so they have no affiliation with the fae, to your knowledge. Yet, there's a whole section on them here, and you can find several local accounts of dragons. Some of them are like interviews with them. I mean, they're intelligent creatures. Mm -hmm. Roll me investigate,
1: please. I would love to. Yes, 16 on investigation.
0: You dig through and you find an account of Bison the Silent Fang. It's not an interview, per se, Mm -hmm. but it was written by a fairy creature who lived in the local swamp and witnessed the political mechanizations over the last 40 years or so. But as you read through it, you learn that Bisonth came to the swamp relatively recently in dragon years after the local dragon, which was a, a red dragon of immense size, perished. And so he filled in that vacuum of power, supposedly claimed one of the remnant hordes of that red dragon that was lost created his own and essentially enslaved the lizardfolk tribe which is a fairy descendant race that has lived in the swamp for hundreds of years called the silent fang because of his tendency to dive underwater essentially ambush mm. creatures unlike most dragons he's hard to bribe you don't know why
2: he's already loaded
0: and quick to violence he mostly exists in a very prideful state to prove his godhood he's clearly committing an open heresy
3: <laughs> dives underwater and attacks from below Think like that does apply to bison they're writing mm-hmm. that's good Just to, to know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which... yeah to make it
1: which means that we should definitely make sure that we have breathing and, and swimming spells
3: mm
2: mm-hmm. yeah, we should get some scrolls or something boolaine would also like to do some Surreptitious research. She's not gonna do it quite like Creedon is doing hers, <laughs> which what she's gonna do is try to find books on the dragon. She's making like she's looking through the books, goes, Oh yeah, this is relevant, handing them to Zerus kind of thing. What she would like to look
0: up is she would like to look up the heresy of youthful beauty. Go ahead and give me an investigation roll. You're looking for pretty esoteric knowledge. It is not in the Traffrin Beach Crown section. You'll have to dig around in the library. Okay. Yep, she can do that. But go ahead and roll it.
2: Well, that's not bad. That's a 17.
0: You find an old elven book in a section that is stocked by the the far north trading organization, the one that deals mostly in furs and alcohol. Mm -hmm.
2: That's where the elves live now, right, is in the far north.
0: Not all elves live anywhere in particular, but if you go far enough north, you're out of the Empire's reach. Mm -hmm. So a lot of fairy races tend to leave for the Arctic. Mm Mm-hmm. It does explain in high-level detail about the old elven pantheon, and it does clearly talk about it as a mythology that is no longer discussed, and it mentions this really analytical way, like, and this god is clearly a figment of their imagination based on this concept, and this god is clearly a. Mm-hmm. But the Ghost of Youthful Beauty is described in this book as a death goddess, specifically the the goddess of aging to death. And there is some lore about assassins of this goddess using a fairy poison that ages people, essentially killing them through natural means, only highly accelerated. Okay. Is there any mention of Myloria in particular or is it None. None. Okay. Creedon, at the end of your research, give me a a knowledge religion. Rule.
3: <laughs> god. You're making me roll everything I'm bad at today. Why am I doing this to well, myself?
0: You're researching things you're bad at—that's <laughs> that's growth.
3: Is it if I don't ever plan on putting points into them? Thirteen.
0: A simple fact keeps coming back to you as you investigate this: there is something of god level power in forcing packs and bargains, and that leaves you with two choices: finding something of god level power to get you out of it, or breaking the pact and accepting god level damnation. <laughs> You've seen that at work twice now.
3: Wait, when
0: the cursed blood smattering in the first temple of Palmville and the ship of oh damned sailors cursed oh, by the greenwood. Three, three oh god, three times because that is exactly where the thorns are, right? Well, that's true. You, the thorns also seem to be a divine retribution of some yeah, kind. Yeah, we don't
2: understand the ins and outs of that, but it was a pretty magnificent. <laughs>
0: um, consequence. Point being, it's often described as fate's worse than death.
2: So you're damned if you do and damned if you
3: don't. <laughs> you notice that Creighton looks strangely pale after reading her steamy romance novel.
2: <laughs> Is it
3: badly written sex? Oh yeah, they really didn't know anything about anatomy. Can I try to see if I can tell what she's <laughs> actually reading?
0: Sure, roll me, roll no! me uh Roll me Perception to get a glance at the pornographic poetry. <laughs> but my Deception
3: is so good. Oh, You'll never see through my bad romance. I got a 19, which is a 25. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try to roll Deception? Roll me,
0: roll me Deception. <laughs>
3: There's a chance. <laughs> that is a non-natural 20.
0: Nice. Oh, good. You get a, a look. This poem is eloquently describing the member of a minotaur. Mm. But you do notice that Cretan has a second book tucked in there that she might have also been reading mm. some sort of religious text on fairy gods.
2: Cretan, you know we are not in a school, and there is not a teacher who is going to punish you for reading a book inside of another book, right?
1: From across the way, Xeris looks up at both of them and nods.
3: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what has you pale you've lived a long life you've probably made plenty of maybe mistakes how do you know if something is a mistake or not
2: well typically it starts to bite you in the ass creedon that that usually is the sign that you made a mistake
0: you ask it to apologize and it refuses (laughs)
2: yeah yeah she says or somebody betrays you twice and then will not see it and apologize then you know that your whole relationship was a mistake not that i have personal and recent
3: experience with this my decisions have actually not been coming back to bite me uh but i have concerns that they may at some point so you have a premonition that you have made mistakes yes and and i might be in some minor way entangled with a fae. Creedon,
2: there is no such thing as a minor entanglement with the fae.
3: <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it is... It's fine, and, and it's, it's uh... It's symbiotic. I doubt it. Well, anyway, it seems like there's not much I can do about it now. Uh,
2: does this have to do with why you were sent away from Astragar?
3: Uh, yes. I see. But also, I think Zerus might kill me if he knew, but also may maybe not, because I think that he's also maybe in a similar situation, although I don't know with what kind- I, I don't know what's going on with him. He's he's changed a lot. Yes, I,
2: I agree. I think there is something happening with Zerus. You should probably still keep this on the down low.
3: I mean, of, of course. Like, I-, I the, the church is my everything, and I know that uh, what I- do it some of the decisions that i made while i suppose that they already did bite me in the ass previously but look is there is there a way to properly swear you to secrecy this is nobody can know about this (sighs) i would ruin my family's reputation not to mention my own not that i have much of one
2: honestly creedon if you are entangled with the fae and worried about it coming back to bite you you and your family's reputation should be the least of your concerns.
3: I mean, look, th- things are going well. It's just I have some uh, I have some challenges to overcome.
2: <laughs> I've got it all under control, Mom, I swear.
3: <laughs> I just don't know what those challenges are or when exactly they'll show up. I just know that they are people that I'll have to fight. And I don't know how to find them, really. You have a fape pitting you against other people? Of course. Isn't that kind of what they do? Well, it depends on what they do. I I suppose. I don't know. I don't know that that very much about the Fae. It's not like they encourage reading about it in the Church of Divine Mercy. Yeah, this is
2: true. I do not believe that knowledge is power at all times. Creedon, your secret is safe with me.
3: Okay, good. Anyway, wow, look at this really bad description of how a spine can bend on... on,
2: (laughs) Yes, I am reasonably sure that position is actually physically impossible without killing one of the participants. Why did they illustrate this book? <laughs> well, Zaris, did you find anything?
1: Stuff that mostly I knew already. By is a black dragon who uses water to their advantage. It doesn't seem that they're as social as you might expect, so...
2: Does one expect dragons to be social?
1: Oh, Yes. I expect that you can appeal to either a dragon's sense of ego or their um, sense of wealth, you either you either bribe them with with words or money.
2: And he is motivated by neither of these things.
1: Or service. You can bribe him with service mm. too sometimes, but it seems yeah, he has servants, he apparently has money, and he apparently has a lair filled with water that might be a problem.
2: Well, this is all good to know, useful information. Be lovely to find out what he is susceptible to mm. there must be something he must want something
1: uh he probably wants to be left alone to collect his followers and rule as much of the world as he can mm. slowly expanding
3: yeah, I mean how much can dragons typically be negotiated with i i kind of assume that our mission here was to take it out
1: no yeah, i think that's pretty ignorant coming from you <laughs> What? <laughs> to think that a creature can't be talked to and just just has to be killed? They, a uh, dragon's experience love sometimes too.
3: I mean, that's a good point. That's why I was doing this very important research.
1: Exactly, it <laughs> might not might not take the form that you expect, but no, they're they're very intelligent creatures with their own motivations and machinations. Usually, they're just as you might expect, high on themselves.
3: Well, and. We already know the the Allfather is a little bit lonely and also enjoys the water. They do have something in common. <laughs>
0: yeah. hmm?
2: Maybe that is our angle. We just need to hook this dragon up with the Allfather and let them be happy in the swamp together.
0: Swamp meat cute.
1: Huh? I see nothing you know? that goes wrong with that. This is perfect. <laughs>
3: He just told me I I was being insensitive, so I'm just trying to come up with... Too bad we don't still
2: have that love potion.
3: (laughs) We're in Turtle Bay. I have a feeling
2: we could find some more. (laughs) I mean, if we could get them to fall in love with each other so they're not fighting anymore, that would be, I guess, progress. They could make many lizard children
3: together. And then those can take over everything. That's a problem for tomorrow. <laughs> I won't be alive by that point, so...
2: <laughs> Not at the rate you're going.
3: You, you might be <laughs> <laughs> I might I might have to deal with this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, shall we go see if we can corner Miri?
0: Apprentices gather around. Now, our prophet, Astragaryon Contessa, founder of the Empire, uniter of the tribes of men, and first translator of the modern church, traveled the holy divine realm and returned to clear up many issues with the truth. With this new divine vision, the old faltered and disappeared. Most realized they were simply worshiping the true gods by other names in other forms, and others have been worshipping, perhaps, powerful fey magic, mistaking it for godlike power. In the modern era, we, of course, can tell the difference between these fantasies, these mythologies, and reality. As a matter of academic pursuit, some of those lost histories are interesting reads. The dragons, for example, the first alpha predators, highest of the green man's creations, have... Similar intelligence to man, and their pantheons were quite complex, though the prophet would eventually reveal they were simply worshipping the first of the three gods the green man, the radiant one, and the luminous one. However, in the naivete of the dragons, before the time of our prophet, they believed in nearly a dozen gods. Their mythology goes something like this Nodig was first among the dragons, a holy fire he coiled around his tail to form the sun. Needing a mate, he created Tiamat, his queen, a five-headed dragon of mountainous proportions. The two birthed the great egg. Nodig, seeing the power of his protege, cast a spell upon the egg to prevent it from ever hatching, and over time trees and mosses began to form, and this egg, this egg is now the world. Tiamat saw this and wept and her tears, filled the oceans. The two birthed many other dragons of many kinds to fill the seas, mountains, and skies all smaller than their first egg, but they never agreed on the fate of that one greatest egg. In time, Tiamat withdrew from Nodig, circling her tail to become the moon. Now, Nodig has a rather amorous reputation, and it was believed that whenever the sun disappeared behind the horizon, he returned in sort of a different dragon form in search of a new mate among his progeny. When a dragon is particularly old or particularly large, they were said to be a kind of demigod, a half-divine dragon, a child of Nodig, and they would rule over other dragons using the same ancient magics to create lesser draconic creatures throughout the world, just as their father had done. Thus was born the kobolds, the and the drakes, and the wyverns. It turns out the ancient magic was mostly shapeshifting and tried-and-true procreation. When Astragarian Contessa returned from the realm of the gods, she answered the eternal question of which came first, the dragon or the egg. And the answer was always the egg. The egg was first, and in fact it was the green man, whose silence on matters of earthly desires are well known. It wasn't that the god was some unhatched egg. No, it was just too great a power for the dragons to comprehend. Their nodig was truly the radiant one, and their tiamat was the luminous one. When the truth was known, the dragons abandoned their temples, and their self-proclaimed demigod kings, and fled to the edges of the world, returning to their nature as the greatest predators. The story isn't quite over, of course. You can still find ruins of these old draconic temples, and of course the dragon-spawned races still exist as evidence of the passing of this era in history. But. The record has been corrected. All glory to the ten gods of the mortal realm. Now, apprentices, back to work. You get to the green work inn. It fills up pretty quickly to the brim. There are lots of people drinking. brings in all kinds of society's dregs. (laughs) Are you there just as yourselves, or do you want
1: to disguise yourself for anything? (laughs)
3: Okreden uses ability to disguise herself and just looks like a I don't know a gruff patron. Okay.
1: I do not disguise myself. I walk in with a gruff patron.
3: <laughs> I think Boulaine just puts her veil on and looks like a death priest. Oh my god, you're so obvious. <laughs> this is okay. not how we corner our ass.
0: <laughs> Max will show up and he'll just sit down and tell everybody, hey, hey, have you seen Miri? I need I got a job for her. And over and over people are like Yeah, she was here yesterday. Uh, She'll probably be in later. I don't know. I heard she got a job, maybe. All right. The evening proceeds. Everyone roll me an insight roll.
3: I am so hoping that dread figures out what's in those boxes, because I'm worried about (laughs)
0: this.
3: I got a 19.
0: I've gotten a five. 19. A 19 insight tells you that the bar is a little on edge with you around. Mm. Church officials are not normally in here. But when they realize that someone's trying to hire someone they seem to let it ride a little bit but with a 19 slime leg is actively giving one particular patron a bunch of extra drinks
2: what does this patron
3: look like
0: rough nobody unshaven seems to have come into a couple of coins trying to drink his sorrows away
3: Creedon will saunter up she looks like the same kind of person
0: turns his attention to you and says oh my god you this, this is the best bar the best bar
3: oh absolutely the the ale is just uh it's it it really goes down smooth when things are, are rough you know
0: and i think the bartender like he and i were like we're like this <laughs> oh yeah hold on a second i can make my fingers go together hold on a second and he keeps trying to like, thread his hands and it's not quite working
3: couldn't kind of like grab a wrist and just help the fingers you know, spread.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's toasted, extra toasty.
3: So you're uh, tight with with old slime leg here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's sweet on me.
3: Mm, you know, you know, I could, I, I could see that. Did you, did you do any work for for him or anything, or just what, what's bringing all these drinks?
0: No, no, I just, I, I think I tipped well last week. And so he's like, he's got my back. Mm. What what were you working on last week? Double pours every drink.
3: If you had the coin to tip so well. I'm, I'm looking for work, too. I'm pretty hard up myself.
0: To be honest, I don't remember the time at the bar very good, but I was in here with friends that time. We just unloaded a ship and we did it so fast that they gave us some extra coins. So we came and spent them here immediately. But this week, I just, I got some coins from a job of my own. So I'm just here alone, you know?
3: Mm, I I actually prefer working alone. What kind of work have you been doing? I'm I'm a little bit new to Turtle Bay. You know how it is. bounced around. Oh,
0: yeah, no. So all you got to do is stand around the docks, periodically, like, pick something heavy up, and then somebody will eventually ask you to come carry things.
3: Mm. Uh, who, Who had you carrying stuff this week?
0: Oh, I don't even know. I don't ask questions, man. I just pick the boxes up and I take the boxes where I'm told. And they give me the coins and I come here and I get my drinks, you know? Slime Leg walks up with an extra drink and slides it to the man. And he, he leans in a little. He's a real short guy, but you're sitting down. Leans in a little to you, Creighton, and says, This one's not good. Hit on someone else. <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs>
3: i am out of ideas here I, I i pulled at that thread i think it might uh if i'd run out
0: completely uninteresting uh what is your passive perception by the way
3: i believe tin uh yeah it's Great. tin i i'm so perceptive
0: he says you wanna you wanna stay and get drunk with me uh- <laughs>
3: I glance over at my colleague, then shrug. You see the veil do a very slight shake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I need to get up early in the morning to, uh, I guess to go stand on the docks and look for some work. I, uh, I can't afford to do it tonight, I'm sorry. But, uh, hey, maybe I'll see you around. My name is Thad Thompson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool, it's good to meet you, Thad.
3: What? What is your name? <laughs>
0: Oh shit, I forgot my name. <laughs>
3: uh, as, as Nate scrambles for the neighbor. <laughs>
0: you just call me Little Wade.
3: <laughs> oh, wait. It's, it's been a pleasure, Little Wade. To have a good night. Drink some water. Nah. Thad pats thad, him <laughs> on the back, gets up, and I guess walks out of the bar briefly <laughs> and will undisguise and then come back and tend to be somebody else since we are apparently not really hiding who we are
0: so it gets late some people hand coinage over to the bartender and go up to different rooms a lot of people drink too much and then stumble out how long are you gonna wait here for miri
2: i don't think this is gonna happen yeah looks like she may have moved on to another inn for the night well dead end i suppose we could walk slowly home and see if
1: something turns up i guess that's the next play
3: i do want to go back i'm starting to get worried about not seeing dread for so long maybe he's been back to the house yeah that is a good point max we're going home come here boy
0: (laughs) max says okay cool you all head out leaving the bar starting to be pretty empty honestly Mm -hmm. door closes roll me a perception check
2: Oh, that's not great. Eleven. That's a two, baby.
1: I managed to get an eighteen plus twenty-one. A snapping noise, like wood on wood.
0: All of a sudden, you're right outside the door of the Green Inn, and it was muffled and quick. It sounded like maybe it was coming from the inn.
1: I mean, I'll test the door to see if it's locked. No, it's it's unlocked. Okay, yeah. Let's let's just turn around and look what happened in the inn.
3: Why didn't I do an insight check? <laughs> Lil' we'll Wade. Roll me investigation.
1: Okay. Gorda, 12.
0: Yeah, there's almost nobody left in here. There's one or two guys drinking in the corner. You see Slimeleg looking bored and getting a little sleepy next to the bar. Nothing's happening.
1: Nothing happening in here. <laughs> I guess we should just go.
2: I guess we should just saunter away like we don't suspect anything.
0: And that's what I that do. Works, right? Walking home. Walking home. Walking home. The five of you reach basically in sight of Boolean's house and are heading down the street. It's been pretty quiet when something happens. Creighton, I believe you were the least armored. Uh, That
3: is probably correct with my whopping...
0: Oh, no, wait. Max is shirtless. (laughs) It's Max. (laughs) Max is the least armored.
3: I love that. (laughs) For him. (laughs) For him. And for me. Nice. Uh oh. Nice what, Nate? Nice what?
0: That's fine.
3: You cannot assassinate our Himbo. Take Mm Chom.
0: Chom's wearing armor.
3: I always imagined him as also shirt. No, he was a guard, right? For Zo Stilney, so
0: he wears leathers because he works around the water. He is wearing armor. Unlike Max, who is flagrantly not wearing armor. All right, a crossbow bolt comes out of nowhere (gasps) and slams directly into Max's chest. (gasps) So much damage. Oh
2: my gosh. Oh shit. Sneak attack.
0: Mm -hmm. Shit. Mm -hmm. Creden, roll me a d20. It's uh, Max's con save.
3: (laughs) Ooh, that was an 18 on the die.
0: Poison. A bolt just slams directly into Max's chest. He just sucks it up. He seems surprised. Undaunted. He's just like uncool. Someone shot him. <laughs> and you look up, and down the alley where the construction was, there's three massive crates high. A wall of crates that's been built to block off the alley. And on the top of the crates, you see a small figure in a dark robe. And they turn, throwing over a clothesline like a rag, and leap off, sliding off back into the alley.
1: Mary, can we just talk? I gotta admit that was pretty cool. And shoo!
0: Slides away. If it's Mary, it does not respond. Boot lane sends Sadie in that direction. Sadie rounds a corner. A volley of crossbows <gasps> comes out of the darkness. Oh, at Sadie! That was very dumb As of us. <laughs> someone was expecting a raven. Oh no! Oh no, Sadie! I'm so sorry. I don't think Sadie has the hit points to deal with this. Oh, I my God. not. Okay, so this is the first time Sadie dies. Uh, <gasps> Wait, the first, so, this is the first time? First time? <laughs> well, it's technically the second time Sadie's yeah. died, but it's the first time Sadie's
1: died <laughs> as, as a, a raven. raven. The first time Sadie's <laughs> died. Does that mean
3: we get another chance? Hmm? Hmm?
1: <laughs> I put it in another quarter. I am
3: filled with cautious hope.
0: <laughs> a, a crossbow bolt pierces through Sadie, and she just tumbles <sighs> through the air, and her meaty form shifts into darkness and just fades away.
2: Okay, but I didn't see that, right?
0: Yeah, you did. Okay,
2: can I still feel her?
0: No. Shit.
1: All right, so are we heading in there now, or are we Well, obviously we there? shouldn't
3: just run in front of it. Boo Lane is gonna run. Oh my god.
1: Towards or away are you running?
2: Towards it. She's not thinking straight. At this point,
1: <laughs> uh, I have a couple of questions. First question: How tall is the building that's between me and the alleyway that the volley came out of? Building
0: seems to be twenty feet high, and the crates form a fifteen-foot wall, so it is slightly lower than the rooftop level.
1: Mm-hmm. How scalable does the building look?
0: Pretty climbable. It's, you know, like an old-fashioned brick and stone thing, like DC 12.
1: If I use my full action to try and scale it, do I think I can do it in one turn? Get
0: up there and still have about 10 feet of movement. Actually, you'll burn the 10 feet to get to the wall. Yeah. So you can get up there.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I'll do. Roll me
0: an athletics check, and you only need a 12. Don't roll low.
1: Yeah, I'm debating on if I rage on that. I will. I'll go and I'll rage for it. Glad I did, because my high roll is a six, so I've scored a 12.
0: Okay. It forms these natural hand and footholds, but it isn't meant to be climbed, and it's a little slick with nighttime sea air. Yeah. But you manage to get to the top, and as you clear the top of the roof, there are three people on this roof, and three people on an adjacent roof. And you see a fourth and a fifth person on the far roof appear to be sneaking up on the three people who are on that roof aiming crossbows <laughs> yeah. out into the alleyway. Uh-huh.
1: Hey, there are definitely assailants up here.
0: Creedon, what are you doing?
3: Can I see anyone on the roof?
0: No, not from your current location.
3: I'm guessing I would need to climb. If I like go up to the crates, am I in range of the alley where I would get shot? I
0: mean the crates form a fifteen foot wall, so as long as you're close to the crates, no, you'd have full cover.
3: I I wanna climb up a building. Yeah, this is not gonna <laughs> end well for me. I'm good, I'm gonna try.
0: Athletics, please.
3: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hot dice. We got this. Oh shit. <laughs> we maybe got this seventeen.
0: Great. You you scale up, essentially double moving. Boulain, you have arrived at the crate wall. We'll come back to you in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Max snaps the crossbow bolt out of his own chest and runs to the wall trying to follow Xeris, but appears no he he's angry. Somebody shot him. (laughs) I'll roll with advantage. He does manage to scale up. You fucker. When he arrives at the top of the roof, Chom follows Boulain. So Chom comes running up behind you. And now I need an initiative order because this is a fight. Definitely. Yeah, fight.
3: fight time. Oh my God. I am suddenly, after middling rolls all day, rolling really well. I roll with advantage for initiative and I got an 18 and a 19. That's nice. So actually 21.
1: 21 is Creedon? Zerus is on 9.
3: 12 for Boolean. It's also three 18s in a row on on the Julie dice for me, so it's a good dice.
0: Nice. All right, Creedon, you have crested the top of this thing. There are now six crossbows turning to point at you and Max and Zerus. What are you doing?
3: I am going to... Choose one of the ones that is clearly ag- aggressive towards us and cast Hex on them and then do an Eldritch Blast. Okay, sure. It's two beams. What The first one is a e 12 to hit.
0: That just hits. They are wearing some armor, it seems. Oh, sweet.
3: Okay, seven force damage and two necrotic damage.
0: Okay, do the second one because he lived.
3: The second one is going to be a 22 to hit. And that will be uh, 11 force damage and 6 necrotic damage. He
0: he goes down, tips off the roof, and lands in the alley somewhere with a sickening crunch. Buleen, you were at a 15-foot crate wall blocking the alley.
2: Here's what I want to do, if you'll let me. She's going to cast Darkness above our heads. She wants that sphere to start near the top of the building so they can't look down at us.
0: Okay, you can basically block all of their view.
2: Yeah, and then we're going to climb.
0: Give me an athletics roll.
2: Poop. I'm not good at
0: athletics, Nate. Can
2: I do acrobatics? Oh, th- wait, that's, that's okay. That's a 14.
0: So the crates are actually a little harder to climb than the building, but you don't have to go as far. Mm-hmm. So you manage to get to the top of the crates. Okay. It's dark, which brings us to Unnamed Entity. You hear a cracking noise in the alley, wood being pried apart. Zerus, your turn
1: no one attacked me so i will rage again and then i will oh, rush up to some of these assailants up here and get to going i'll just go ahead and swing at one of them with my with noting angrily miri we can just talk about this and then uh the first one scores a 23
2: it's Bulane is beyond talking they killed sadie dude
3: i know i was kind of thinking the same thing like i think we might be past they might have fucked with Fucking, we're not
2: talking.
1: <laughs> Nine slashing, eight fire, five radiant. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to attack the next one. Teen on that one. And this is 14 slashing and four fire. You cut down the, the two
0: men on this side of the roof. Okay. With whatever Jeez. movement I have, I'll prep for a jump to the other side. Okay. You back up a little bit and you're ready to do it. Meanwhile... The two figures who were sneaking up on the people on the other roof take this opportunity to dart forward. One of them pulls a whip and snaps it.
3: Who are these people? The whip is cool. Yeah. Do we know anybody who uses a whip?
0: I don't think so. So this snaps it twice. It cracks over the head of one of these bandits who turns around and then it loops around its leg on the second snap and yanks him off of his feet. It rolls a saving throw. So this bandit goes teetering over the edge and grabs the side and then is hanging there. Its leg looks badly lashed. The other guy darts up and then just pushes the second guy who falls immediately into the alley with a nasty crunch noise. And then you hear some weird clucking from the alley.
3: No, it's the... It's, it's the chicken snake back, to get back for a
0: <laughs> But that's their turn, leaving one guy on the opposite roof who looks surprised. Max is going to attempt the 10-foot leap, succeeding with ease, landing next to the guy. He swings once, missing wildly, and then brings his axe down, leaving that guy plastered into the roof. Chum climbs up after you, and you feel him next to you on the crates. He's blind as a bat.
2: I did t- cast
0: it above us, right? I mean, yeah, but he had to climb into it, right? Okay. Oh, okay. I see. You wanted to still be able to see from the top of the crates. You just didn't want to be shot at.
2: We wanted to be able to see. We didn't want them to be able to see us.
0: Gotcha, right. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I thought you had yeah. cloaked the top in darkness as well. He climbs up next to you, and the two of you can, in fact, see down into the alley. Okay and three creepy-looking chicken
2: creatures. Oh my god, why do you bring the chickens Mm. after me? Why is it always
0: chickens? (laughs) Roll knowledge nature? (laughs) Twelve. That's not a chicken, as evidenced by the fact that the one guy who has fallen down here has been pecked and turned to stone. Oh, damn. And it looks like there's a ten-foot crate wall about... 20 feet back into the alley, and between this 15-foot crate wall and the 10-foot crate wall are three sickly-looking leathery chickens. All you know is it's not a chicken.
3: Clever assassination attempt. They're here for my other Bella egg.
0: And that takes us through our NPCs and back up to Creedon. The bandit, the last remaining guy who's up here shooting... Realizes his goose is cooked, because he's way outnumbered. Uh, And you guys are making really short work. He withdraws and runs for it. Goes past the two hooded figures and leaps off the side of a roof. He's not even going to take the time to do it safely. Ooh, loud crunch.
3: Mm, well... Probably easier for us to go scoop him.
0: That's going to bring us to Creedon. The alley has been split into two sections by three crate walls. First one you saw earlier is 15 feet. It's blacked out darkness now. You can't see it. 20 feet in, there's another one that's 10 feet. And then 20 feet past that, there is another one that is 15 feet. In the second one, you see three large lobster-like creatures with weird tendrils coming off of a big tail with these wispy bits coming off of it. Odd-looking creature. There's three of them. On that last wall, basically a big barred cage has been made as part of the wall, so they have crates up and over this big barred cage. And the gate of the cage swings open.
3: And I'm not going to attempt to jump over these lobsters. That is out of the question.
0: Lobster jumping is uh, a new sport that you're inventing right now.
3: Can I do like an insight or something to see if these are aggressive animals? I assume that they are, but I don't just want to fire at some lobsters chilling in an alley.
0: Knowledge nature would be
3: appropriate. Let's see how good I am at that. Oh my god, another 18. This dice is on
0: fire tonight. Well, I mean, some nights you can't roll dog shit. <laughs> and today you're you've got all the dog shit you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you recognize the three creatures are rust monsters. They are jungle creatures from the far south. They have clearly been imported here and probably left hungry. You would imagine anybody wearing metal armor or carrying metal weapons would attract their attention. They're not going to hurt a person but they will do tremendous fiscal damage to their resources.
3: I mean, I guess I'll shoot at the lobsters because I that there's no other creatures I can see right now, right?
0: Correct. That is that is all you can see.
3: Uh, so I will use my bonus action to move my hex onto one of the lobsters' eldritch blocks. That's a 12 for my first beam.
0: It hits it, but it has this chitinous armored hide and you don't get through it.
3: My second beam is 17 to hit. That will hit. All right, and that will do nine force damage and six necrotic damage.
0: You injure it. Oh, and I yell out breast
3: monsters in the middle pit. <laughs>
0: Hulaine, you can't see the rust monsters, but you do hear the call.
2: Okay, but I can see these chickens.
0: You can see three chickens and a clothesline that seems to allow you to, if you were to put a rag over it, slide over the 10-foot box and into the hole of rust monsters?
2: That sounds like a terrible idea, so I'm not going to do that.
0: Depends on what you're wearing. (laughs) Okay,
2: I'm going to cast Toll the Dead at the nearest chicken. And as a bonus action, I'll cast Spiritual Weapon on the next nearest chicken.
0: So the first chicken gets a 12, which is a failure, I
2: believe. Yes, it is. So
0: So that'll be a d8 because it's not been injured
2: yet. It's a
0: 2d8. Oh, that's right.
2: That's 10 necrotic damage. And then for the Spiritual Weapon, that's a 10.
0: 10 will not hit.
2: Okay, but it's in the air now.
0: There is a loud noise. As a creature roars, and from out of the third wall good God, comes some sort of lizard thing. Almost draconic in nature. Almost. Zerus, your dragon slaying glaive rattles. Hmm. A dragon creature is here now. Which brings us to Zerus.
1: How far away is the maybe dragon? 20 feet down and
0: 20 feet back.
1: Yeah, I don't care about the down. I will go ahead and make my way quickly to the dragon thing. It it does have a a wall between it and the rust monsters.
0: No, it is in the pit with the rust monsters.
2: This is fucking elaborate, dude. Like, this contract went out on us earlier today.
0: It was technically yesterday. (laughs) So because you have your glaive, and it is big as it comes out of that wall, you can reach it without jumping down.
1: Great. I will rush over to wherever I can reach it, and I will start attacking. Okay. It. Hanging off the roof with a glaive, you swing. Let's see it. I'm going to attack recklessly. So I will use my bonus action to curse it. Okay. And I'll swing recklessly. <laughs> We've gotten a 17. That'll hit. been wondering about this glaive. The glaive you gave me says 2d6 fire damage. And 3d6 yep. additional damage to dragons. Yep. Okay. The first attack does 15 slashing, 10 fire, and one radiant. I'm going gonna, gonna to attack it again. I've gotten another 17. That's 14 slashing and seven fire.
0: Okay. One of the guys from across the alleyway pulls out from like a backpack is is giant fishing net and just shakes it out, and then throws it down in the alley. It covers the three chickens.
3: Oh, that's nice. Were they able to see into it?
0: No. No, they can't. They must have known what was here beforehand.
3: Hmm. Sus.
0: Which the other guy with the whip walks over to the other end of the roof, looks down, and just surveys this fucking dragon, and basically throws his hands up and turns to back up slowly. (laughs) Max, who is over on the adjacent roof claps the guy on the back that he's standing next to, and they exchange some words. Chom, now the net is over, the chickens basically just jumps down and starts stabbing them through the net. The previously damaged chicken, oh god, he rolls so bad, is still alive, it would seem, <laughs> which happens when you roll all ones. Oh Ooh. no. That brings us back to Cretan.
3: Okay, and also, Max was friendly with one of the people.
0: On the other wall, Yes.
3: Better helping us Okay, I assume that that's probably Dread. then. Can I do a perception check to try to find out?
0: Sure, yeah. Well. There's something familiar about him, but you're not sure it's Dread. You are sure that the guy with the whip is taman from the uh, Sleeping Cinnamon. Oh,
3: inn. okay. How is this rest monster that I was working on looking? Fine, Ugh, you know. That's rude of it. <laughs> rude, <laughs> rude to be fine. I'm just gonna shoot my two beams of Eldred's Blast at the dragon. All right, beam number one is, oh going to be a i briefly forgot how to do math a 13 to hit
0: 13 just hits
3: all right and that is going to be seven force damage and my second beam is going to be a, a 25 to hit. That'll hit so i assume it does that is going to be nine force damage to the okay. dragon thing
0: Hulaine. You can see the dragon now, as it is scaling towards Zerus.
2: Holy fucking hell. She's going to let the darkness go. She is going to cast Channel Divinity on the dragon dude to uh, curse it. Okay,
0: the next attack against the dragon will do double damage. Yep. If it hits. Yep. When it hits.
2: When it hits. She will move the spiritual... No, she's not going to move the spiritual weapon to the dragon. She'll move the spiritual weapon to the chickens and
0: go for that. Okay. Smack chicken number two. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that his. That's a 25. Yeah, you don't need to roll damage. Chem, okay. soft it up. It's dead. Okay, great. There are now two living chickens, but they are under a net, and we'll see what happens on their turn. Speaking of their turn, time for bad news. Oh, no.
2: We don't like bad news,
0: Nate. The dragon creature flies directly up at Zerus, doing a diving tackle. Zerus... This creature's claws press against you, but really it's the swinging tail and the gnashing dragon teeth that are problematic. Yeah. Swinging tail, 25 will hit. That'll do it. Snapping teeth, 24 to hit. So you are on the receiving end. Uh, Please make me a constitution saving throw.
1: 17.
0: You're going to take half the poison damage. The bite chomps you for 10 damage. You will take half of that, I assume. Yep. Tail stabs you with a scorpion like pinch, Mm -hmm. which does eight damage. Then the poison is you made the saving throw, so it's eleven.
3: I know that Creden doesn't know what this is, but she does have some of this thing's poison in a vial in her inventory, (laughs) and (laughs) oof, that's not good. That
1: wasn't so bad. Okay.
0: A crossbow bolt comes streaking out of one of the crates. Oh, come on. Striking Xerus. Oh
2: my god. Let it go,
3: Mary. Wait, from where? Are these like machines?
0: 23, and then Ooh. I need a con save.
1: Tw- Damn, 23 with the, with the crossbow bolt? All right, yep. Yeah.
3: Maybe we need to smash these barrels.
1: My con save is nine.
0: Good news, I didn't roll great. That's 17 poison damage. <laughs>
1: Didn't
3: roll great.
1: No, I rolled
2: bad. (laughs) We need to get out of this alley. How how bad is Zerus looking?
1: He's looking at about 20%. Okay. The
0: two cockatrices are going to try to get out of the net that they're in. The two angry chickens claw their way out from under the net, but that's their whole turn. Zerus.
1: All right, my turn. I'm going to go ahead and, and turn on my gift of the chromatic dragon. Yeah, I got a 19 to hit on that one. Nice. So I'm just going to give a number and it's going to be doubled. Is that right? Yep. You're going to add it all up and then double it. Okay. Really should have brought all my dice.
3: Give it the business.
0: 26. Doubled to 52. Jesus.
1: Oh, no. And then then you're a dragon. Yep. Oh, those are low. Eight more. So 16 more total. Solid. Second attack. (laughs) Okay. Ah, we got it. 19 for crit.
0: Yes. That's wonderful. Double dice, but not double yes. modifiers. That's right.
1: 39. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh,
0: 48. Okay. Gross. Your glaive rips flames to this thing and it falls back into the alley. It's big enough that it just lands and crushes the crab creatures.
1: I heal three hit points. Don't okay. Because you are my cursed target.
0: <laughs> That's one way to take care of the cursed crab
2: creatures. <laughs> So, is it, the dragon thing still alive? No.
0: Okay. No, it is not. <laughs> yeah, if it,
1: if it was still alive, I wouldn't get my my three hit points for my hex uh, points first.
0: It. gotcha. No, it is, it is not alive. That was so much damage. So, Max and the other guy look down over the edge and the other guy throws a vial of something. It hits the ground and begins to plume smoke blocking the visibility into the second alley pit and presumably blocking the visibility for whatever is shooting out of it max leaps down into the smoke you hear a squishy noise as he lands on a giant dragon corpse and proceeds to start ripping apart the wooden wall with an axe Meanwhile, the guy you have now identified as Taman does an all-in-a-day's work, <laughs> and brushes his hands and <laughs> goes to safely climb down the other side of the building, leaving us with Creden. Creden, everything appears to be dead that you can see right now. You can hear someone fighting below the darkness, stabbing ferociously at something.
3: Yeah, man, I was going to try to thunderstep in there to maybe break some of the boxes, but I can't see it anymore uh i guess it could go on the other side i meant to dispel the darkness i
2: didn't say that did i damn
3: yeah you i i thought the darkness was still up no
2: i did mean to do that the last term and i i probably forgot to say it no
1: she said she said she dropped the darkness
2: oh okay i did i did say it okay so there is no darkness
0: okay okay you can see that there are two chicken creatures one of which is nearly dead as chom is slashing it to pieces and one more that has just gotten out from under the net. You now have a target if you'd like to take it. All right,
3: in that case, uh, bonus action since all of the lobsters just died,
0: right? The lobsters are crushed under a dragon. They're probably not long for this world.
3: Okay, so I can move my hex to one of the chickens, and I'm going to Eldritch Blast it. That is going to be a 23 to hit.
0: That hits. Super hits.
3: <laughs> and then that'll be a 9 force damage and 2 necrotic.
0: Okay. Is it still up? You finish off the chicken that Chom is kicking its ass. There's one more.
3: Okay. I can't move my hex, so it's just going to get a regular beam, and that is going to be a 25 to hit, and that'll Super do hits. six force damage. Okay. Okay. You blast him good. Um, and can Creden also try to go? How do we go down from the roof? What are my options?
0: So it's a twenty foot fall, or a fifteen feet of climbing is the best you could do. So you could, could try a climb check. You'd still have to fall ten feet, which is one d six damage, or you can jump off, which is two d six damage. You know, that's
3: I don't I don't think that that's smart. I don't. I think I might rather get hit by a crossbow. Can I crouch or something so that I'm harder to hit? Yes. Or go behind the, yes, the, you can. the peak or something? Like get some cover
0: or you something? You take cover. Okay. Anything shooting at you from a spot that has cover would be disadvantaged. I do that and that's it. Okay. Boulain, you can see one chicken. Okay, she'll cast Toll the Dead at it. Okay. It's going to roll a saving throw of the wisdom variety. It's going to fail miserably. leave all your 2d12. Okay.
2: And she'll... Is that the only thing she can see? Yeah. Okay, she'll move her spiritual weapon to it too. That is 14 necrotic damage. And then she doesn't hit with a spiritual weapon. That was a one.
0: Okay. It's still alive a little bit when it tries to attack Chom. It cannot connect with Chom, thankfully, therefore not turning Chom to stone, bringing us to a dice is rolled.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's not
1: reassuring.
2: I don't
0: like (laughs) these
1: things. All right. So we have... Very little in the way of combatants.
2: And you can't see into the
1: fog of the one that's left. Creedon is climbing down somewhere? No, Creedon took cover.
3: I'm just making sure I don't get hit by a crossbow bolt while we take out the rest of these boxes and last
0: chicken.
1: Where did the crossbow bolt come from?
0: It seemed to come from the crates themselves.
1: Which which line?
0: The last line, the third wall that had a cage as part of it that opened up.
1: Okay, And the rust monsters are being crushed under the dragon. Great. I will just full-on cannonball (laughs) into the crates.
0: Yes. Okay. They shatter, because Max has been also doing a number on them. Wood splatters everywhere. Oddly enough, a lot of glass, as if the cage was made of glass, Mm. shatters and, and flies in all directions. And then, yeah, whoever was firing from inside. These crates does not appear to be in them currently.
3: Ugh, that must have been a mystery roll. Little bitch. Little right. bitch. Slipped out.
0: <laughs> does that count as an attack out of curiosity? We'll have that be your move action. You, you fell on the boxes doing 2d6 damage to them.
1: Okay. Looking up the alleyway, there's nothing there. Roll there's me one.
0: perception sure. if you'd like to. Uh...
1: I would love to, but my perception roll was an 8. I'm yep. a little... Okay,
0: that's not, that's not Good enough. A little
1: preoccupied, you know.
0: You don't know if they went left or right.
1: All right. Hold on. Lowe is left. We're going... I'm just going to... I'm going to full-on sprint left down the alleyway.
0: Chom finishes off the last chicken. Max assumes you know something. He doesn't, but he will roll any... Yeah, he follows you. And Creighton. Creighton also wants to try to make a perception check. Go to the edge of the roof. That is a 17. Okie dokie. There is movement on the street in both directions. It's hard to tell which one is potentially your target, but you do notice that some of the movement from the opposite direction that Max and Cirrus are running is a little short.
3: Am I within 90 feet?
0: You are 70 feet away from it. Yes, you are within 90.
3: I want to thunderstep next to the short <laughs> thing. I am waking everybody up in this town. Awesome. Okay,
0: you arrive next to it.
3: Is it. I really hope that this is not... Someone <laughs> a random bystander. It's not a
0: random child I mean, running through this mean, It is
3: possible, but the heat of the moment.
0: At four in the morning. Mm.
3: Okay, so uh, they must make a constitution saving throw, and I will roll my 3d10. That is 15 thunder damage, or half as much on a failed save, and everybody within 300 feet can hear a big ol' thunder crap <laughs>
0: clap. I get a 20 on the con saving throw, so it's. Half damage, how much is half?
3: That would be rounded down seven, rounded up eight. Okay.
0: Yeah, anything else with your turn?
3: Let's see, does it knock them back or anything? No. I
0: mean, can I see who I just teleported to? You have landed next to a halfling that you have never seen before in your life. Is it a woman? But it's a woman. Do they look armed? Yes, they have lots of daggers and a crossbow in their Okay, hand. I feel
3: pretty good about this. I feel I feel pretty okay about this. I, I'm gonna <laughs> shout, Goddard, I think? Okay. This way. Don't ever grapple. That's your turn? Yeah, that's, I think that's about all I could
0: do. Okay, Bulane, you are... On a crate wall. You could take the clothesline. Uh, everything's dead, right? Yeah, you don't see anything to kill.
2: Taking you? the clothesline would get me towards where Creedon was
0: shouting? Yes. Okay, that's what she does. Okay, you slide down the clothesline. You land in the street. You look to your right. You see Zerus and Max probably realizing they are going in the wrong direction and turning around. And on the other direction, you see Creeden and a three and a half foot tall person squaring off.
2: Can I reach them on this turn or have
0: I already moved? They are 70 feet away. So I can't reach them. You have used five feet of your move. So if
2: I dash, I can get 60 feet closer. Yep. But I can't get to her quite.
3: Oh, shoot. Could I have used my bonus action to move my hex onto her?
0: Sure. Yeah. Cool.
2: So
3: you've you've damaged her? A little bit, yeah. All right, she's gonna do Toll the Dead
2: and Spiritual Weapon on her. Oh wait, hold on. I'm sorry, I can't move the Spiritual Weapon quite that far. So you'll Toll the Dead. I will do Toll the Dead on her this turn.
0: Fifteen on her saving throw.
2: That just makes it.
1: This I think bitch
2: she will not take that. This damage. bitch. <laughs> next turn, I'm we're grabbing gonna get her. her. We're uh, next term her. Next turn, I am gonna grab her and I'm gonna do. Bad things to (gasps) her.
0: It's her turn. She twirls a knife. Oh no. It's this weirdly expert maneuver. Creedon, I need you to give me... You can roll deception or perception to not fall for this feint.
3: I am 100% going with deception. (laughs) Or insight. Uh, No, deception all the way. That is...
0: A 21. Okay. You don't fall for the faint, therefore you will not receive sneak attack should she hit with this weapon. Little slippery lady. Which promptly does only attend to hit your AC.
3: That does not.
0: And they will backpedal away from you another 25 feet. You could have an attack of opportunity if you have a melee weapon handy.
3: I do have a dagger, yes.
0: If it's in your hand, you can swing with it. Well,
3: I suppose I probably have my... Well, no, because I my arcane focus would be on one hand, I would fight with the dagger in the other. Sure. So, yeah. Let's
0: swing with a knife. That is a
3: 20 non-nat to hit. Okay, that hits. And my whopping 1d4 piercing damage. I didn't even have a d4 ready.
0: That is 3 damage. Okay, you clip her as she rolls along.
3: Her fancy dagger
0: wasn't silvery, was it? No. And this seems to... We are at 10 o'clock, so I'm going to call it.
2: Ah! Wait, but we're right there!
0: But we're going to start with a chase scene, I believe, next game.
3: I am out of spells, so I can't try to suggestion her into not running.
1: (laughs) That sounds good.
0: And that is our episode for today. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson of My Pet Machine for our tunes, and Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo. Support your local artists. Also. Leave us a rating and review as we are creators as well. With that, will our heroes catch the assassin? Find out next time on Carrot and Suffering, a d Odyssey.